to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she All right, is a uh, God damn America. What's up? First off, um, I should introduce myself. I'm Jake Flores. I have with me Anders Lee. Anders Lee here. Rog of Meta. Rog of Meta. And over here is our special guest, uh, comedian and journalist, Bronwyn, Ariel Isaac. Hello. Hey, I'm I'm here. I'm ready. I was going to say I'm queer, and then I was like, I guess I'm not. <laughs> what a moment. I'm here. It's a spectrum. We're all queer. Who knows? I'm I mean, not sure. I'm flexible. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's reaching for that cue card, you know, uh, right? these days. Um, we're queer podcast, Pod Damn America. Yeah. You can't prove we're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, and if they try, you can... You can write a medium post about it. Yeah, yeah. and if and you do, you're it. erasing our identity. Yeah. <laughs> let's w- let's make a va- pact to never disclose if we're queer or not. Sure. Because nobody <laughs> knows. Just do it, James Franco. Yeah. 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 I'll uh, take the mystique. Franco, where or I won't, because maybe I am. Speaking of uh, uh, James Franco and um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and his uh, his ilk, um, I completed the set. I've now Twitter feuded with both. Uh, Elon Musk and Grimes, um, power couple. Grimes <laughs> tweeted uh, something I found pretty ironic, which was um, she retweeted Mitski, who I'm a big fan of. Mitski, the musician, yeah, she's um, great. love Mitski. Mitski is saying uh, something along the lines of, uh, "I don't have a religion to keep me in check, so I like to think about my fans that have tattoos of me." You know, when I think about that, it keeps me from doing something you know really stupid that might disappoint them. And I tweeted back at her the little chin scratchy emoji, you know, as if to say, like, thank God you haven't done anything stupid recently. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and then she just responded to me with the same emoji. I have no idea what it means. It's way scarier and threatening than uh, what Elon did. (laughs) Uh, Um, Yeah. On a previous episode where Jake uh, sent. What was it? The spoo- snail tweet? Yeah, his, to, uh, which is a great sentence again. <laughs> I sent the snail tweet to Elon. Is that just Musk. a tweet that takes yeah. a long time? This is like snail mail. <laughs> should be a should be a book that's just uh, that sentence from you and there's title <laughs> late capitalism. Uh, yeah, I sent yes. Elon the snail tweet. Um, but yeah, he sent you the uh, winking heart face emoji. So I've been communicating with this power couple through emojis, which I think means we're flirting. I yeah, think yeah. this mm-hmm. is like I think they're gonna de- develop this into a dating app. Like, it's <laughs> oh, totally yeah, gonna it, be emoji it's called, based. It's called yeah. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Meet someone on Musk. Yeah. Grimy Musk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll report back if I end up. I mean, I am going out to L.A. So you know, if I end up. Having some weird threesome with them and yeah, you're a third party. The surrogate partner? for the alien. Yeah. I'm, 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 you know, they're looking for a third. I'm their yeah. unicorn. These you know? third party <laughs> partners are fucking up all our sexes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All our sex sessions. Yeah, but um, I, I'm very curious to see what goes on in their sex life because they're nerds 
and they're rich in boards. That leads me to believe they that they have to go to sex party. They host it's them. it's they one or def- the other. Like, it's, I feel like it always goes in one direction. They're either yeah. maniacs or they have the most boring sex ever. Yeah, mm. like I feel like she like takes apart robots and then just like fists him with the parts <laughs> of the robots yeah. um and then they cry and they listen to neil young <laughs> he probably has a machine to to like Ooh. have sex with him in the perfect way so that no human could reproduce so at this it's just like the vanity thing during that yeah she yeah. reads a poem 100 yeah. strokes per minute machine yeah. right right uh, he's not dating her for the sex like i always wonder like because some of these people are clearly, like, sexually incompetent. They go to these wild parties, and they're just like, like, is Jeff Bezos, like, making moves at the Eyes Wide Shut party? Or does he go in there and it's like, uh, oh, man. can we turn the lights off when we do this? <laughs> or yeah. Shit? Elon Musk did dress up like the Marquis de Sade and was like, oh, pretty cool, yeah, you know? <laughs> he clearly doesn't know what he's doing, um, you know, in the world of sex or dating like or whatever like take off his shirt and be like did you come like grimes i'm not some of her fans because I, I i enjoy her music although i will admit i haven't really listened to her in a few years um but some of her fans were like how how could you have bad taste in men and i'm like grimes definitely seems like she has bad taste in men but she seems like she would just date a guy with a rat tail that was rainbow colored who, who claimed that the rat tail like let him communicate with his soul? He, mm. She doesn't seem like Elon Musk, but I mean, Elon Musk is pretty much that guy. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just cut off the rat tail. I mean, I, I can kind of see it with a billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she makes good music, but a lot of times people are creative because they're, uh, you know, doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're smart, you know, or emotionally put together. Um, and unlike no. us, <laughs> we're very stable yes. and also smart and funny. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Speak for yourself. Infallible yeah. s- <laughs> sex machines, all of us. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm glad I never got into Grimes' music. But uh, you know, if like Mitski fucking hooks up with the Winklevoss twins, I'll be pissed. <laughs> That'll break my heart. Yeah. Uh, I've seen wow, Vincent. You know, I'm not up. gonna be able to get that out of my mind now. So. Might make a great album. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Angel yeah. Olsen and Bill Gates just start. <laughs> oh yeah. Not post punk yeah. enough, I guess. Um, I'd be kind of into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let, well, I was gonna say Saint Vincent would probably break my heart, but now I'm trying to think about like a man and a woman uh, millionaire. Uh, she hangs out this. with weird like fashion cucks, though. Yeah, yeah, she seems cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to know anything about her because if I if I found out she sucked, it would break my heart. What if yeah. it's like the, what if the dude is a, well, it's like David Byrne and like Joanne Reed? <laughs> wow, I feel like that's happened. Oh my god, <laughs> he's yeah. Oh, he's like, that would fucking rule. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that would, that would, that would be, be great. Obsessed with that. <laughs> Jake we Rose could at least get them to go on a date. Like <laughs> yeah, it would be, yeah. it would, it, yeah, it would be in poor taste for people to demand that they like do anything sexual. But at least going on the date—that's that's innocent enough. Like we can demand that on social media. Anyways, uh, Bronwyn, thank you for uh, coming to the show, or thank you for coming on, rather. Um, I think our story uh, that you've brought us is, um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your, I'm going to fucking say that over again. Um, Bronwyn, thank you for coming on the show. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your story specifically relating uh, to Andrea, or uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and... uh, and yes. your um, work as a freelance journalist. Um, so 
uh, <laughs> it all started in 1990. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was in the middle of the grunge scene. <laughs> this is like a mob movie. <laughs> as far back as I can remember, I was trying to write about AOC. I, I <laughs> before she I even knew. Lead before she was able to talk. Um, yeah. I, uh, I was working for Bustle uh, for a while. I got hired to cover the election. Um, and I will, I will talk uh, some very open shit about Bustle. Yeah, um, do it. <laughs> uh, and, but I was covering um, after, basically after Trump won, and everyone was like, "What? How did this happen?" You know, we didn't. Uh. Um, I was trying to cover local candidates who were running, and so I interviewed people from Emerge America and um, Emily's List. And one of my friends uh, works with Brand New Congress, and he was like, "Hey, would you want to interview some?" Uh, candidates and I was like, yeah, I've been trying to get a hold of you guys. Um, so I got connected with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and I interviewed her um, about her about her run, and it was a I felt like it was a great interview. She's it, as we know very intelligent, um, but <laughs> after I wrote it, my editor who had approved it um, basically was like, well, I don't really feel like. Like, like, what's her what's her thing? And I was like, well, I'm talking about her politics. <laughs> and she was kind of like, well, I just we, nobody knows who she is. And I was like, that's kind of the point is, <laughs> is that uh, Trump is president um, and a lot of people on the left are actually mobilizing. And I want to cover that. And basically she was like, well, you, you could have asked her more about being a woman. Wow. Uh, mm. Yeah. And, you know, bustle is catered towards women. And I was like, well, it does come up. Certainly, um, but I also think it's condescending. I'm a woman. She's a woman. Yeah. What am I going to ask her? Like, hey, how's it going? We're both women. How's like, it hanging? Yeah, yeah. You How is that? that? You know, it was very like, oh, you didn't, you didn't talk about like her race or gender, basically. And I was like, well, yeah, because it comes up. I'm not gonna yeah, yeah. like she. She stands out as a politician. Um, and I did ask a question about what she would say to other candidates running. Um, especially, you know, if you're a woman of color running against uh, a white male uh, politician who's been there for a while. So she, she, we talked about that. But basically, my editor was like, "It's not buzzy enough. Sorry." Um, wow. Not lezzy enough. Buzzy. Buzzy. Buzz you know, okay, I was like, what? It's not sexy. It's not like. <laughs> it's not like. <laughs> Here's how this vagina is gonna get into politics. Like you know, how did this like like this precious bonnet and uh, make her <laughs> way into? But this really does tell like, you so much about how like uh, one of the huge problems in how this information gets permeated is like how just fucking whack journalism has become. Oh, for and, sure. And also yeah. like. In my experience, like being uh, a music journalist back in the day, r interviewing female musicians, e interviewing maybe female comedians, performers, number yeah. one thing to remember is like, don't just ask them what it's like to be a woman in whatever industry because you're reducing them to, you know, right. just being a woman in that industry. Just fucking ask them about their work. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's no, sh uh, it's a no brainer. And, it, and it, I mean, you know, it comes up. Obviously, yes. I know that as a woman in the world, but I just felt that was condescending. And Bustle, <laughs> okay, so Bustle was founded by this guy, Brian Goldberg, and uh, he ran a sports site. Um, he, he knows how to make money. I'll just say that. Yeah. He's really good at making money. Um, his this is a revelation for me, by the yeah. way. I assumed it was just that, by a yeah, that a woman Betty Bustle it. of uh, uh, the Bustle family. 
his whole concept we thought it was, was mr rogers if you put out a bunch of articles then <laughs> you'll get enough clicks to make money ah. um so it's all about like pumping them out um and that was his model um and that remained his model for bustle but for bustle he had this come to jesus moment if you guys read interviews with him it's wild um <laughs> just his just his arrogance uh where where he was basically like yeah i was thinking like there's all these websites for women uh, and it's all about makeup and relationships and like you know women <laughs> like politics too <laughs> like that's politics that was, for her yeah, that's <laughs> yeah exactly for girls exactly <laughs> that was basically his conceit and i mean there's obviously a lot wrong with that i mean one of the biggest misconceptions is there are a lot of uh websites that are geared towards women that already cover politics way better than bustle does mm-hmm. um like when everybody freaked out about Team Vogue, and they're like, they're "Oh great. shit, Team oh, Vogue yeah. is good reporting." They've been doing uh, really decent reporting for a while. They did change their editor in chief, so it became better. Uh, but so Brian Goldberg was the founder, so that's the context for Bustle. It's like pump shit out, make money. Remember, this is for women. They hire a lot of really green writers um, so that they can pay you shit. Um, like I got paid less at Bustle than for nannying. But they wanted me to write an article every hour. <laughs> Jesus. Um, wow. Yeah. Every which, hour? Yeah, How yeah. Is that which even? is not, again, that's, that was, they also cut out a lot of original reporting because you can't do, you can't interview yeah. someone, transcribe it, and write a good article in an yeah. hour. Yeah. So they're like, why don't you just quote CBS News and then, you know, we'll do our own version. Um, so <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, so that's the context. So, I had my interview with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and I was like, you know, I'm not worried about it. Other websites will take this. Um, and I, I pitched it around to other websites, and I don't want to necessarily smear all of the websites because I don't think they're all on the same level as Bustle, and I have a lot of experience with them. Sure. But I pitched it to a number of websites, and they all it was kind of the same thing uh, in different words. It was just like, we don't really know her... <laughs> What is uh, the point of journalism? Yeah, and, that, yeah, and, uh, and like there's not a, and I was like, well, I thought the whole point your website is talking about how we need to mobilize on the left um, or the center or wherever you really are. Um, but when I actually want to cover a story about that, it's not sexy enough. Like you'd rather me talk about someone who got yelled at by a racist, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. rather yeah, than yeah. let someone talk about their actual politics. So. Yeah, well, it's yeah. weird because this this two pronged thing happened, like this two factored thing happened with like, uh, you know, somehow I- identity politics being taken to such an extreme that now like it is very reductive. I mean, you're, you're the the culture is now yeah to insult someone by demanding you know that their story be about their race or gender, which is not irrelevant. That's also a really wrong way to look at this shit, but it's just a factor in the middle of the uh, story of like a a person's actual, you know, life and existence. One slice of the person. And I feel like it's not that hard to find a way to not erase that while actually letting them talk about, because it's going to come up. If you're, you know, good writer, smart person, it's like, you know, you can kind of understand that that's, that's extremely relevant within the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. but pretty, the pretty simple rule, I think that like somehow, I think how we got there a little bit has to do with, uh, you know, click based journalism and, oh, uh, absolutely. you know, like what, I mean, I used to write like, um, satire and like troll articles basically. And I mean, yeah. you know, it's very easy to observe, like I got more traffic and got paid better when I made stuff that 
purposely annoyed people and got their hackles up and stuff. And then, you know, all sure. the traffic more often came from people going, you know, can you believe this? Uh, you know, I'm outraged then from, um, you know, uh, I have some very insightful fucking, you know, sincere things. They don't, to say nobody about wants this. a nuanced headline. Yeah. <laughs> the, the moment I decided I wanted to quit doing music journalism, and so I was writing for like local papers in Minneapolis, and then I got hired by uh, this, uh, this uh, web blog that was like popular at the time. Um, I'm not gonna, it was Consequence of Sound, whatever. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Um, but like, so I was like assigned to review this like Nine Inch Nails concert, which is already a bullshit assignment. Cause it's like, I've reviewed so many shows, there's not much to say. Yeah. It's like, hey, it was nice and ethereal and you know other adjectives that everyone uses and yeah. i did it and there was an opening act there's explosions of sky and i told my editor ahead of time like hey i'm not gonna make this opening act is that gonna be a problem and he didn't respond to me and then uh, i sent in the piece the next day and he's like hey there's nothing about explosions in the sky and i'm like yeah i, I couldn't make it I, I was late i'm very sorry and then he's like well uh, we got you in because of their PR person. So could you just write something? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he's just like, well, just like make something up. I'm like, no. And then uh, he's like, well, I'm not going to publish this. And I was just like, well, then fuck. I didn't say this. But I'm like, fuck off, dude. I just didn't do anything. And he's just very terse and angry with me. It's like, well, what is the point of any of this? He should have like, just turned just in like. Explosions in the sky are all seven feet tall and have green hair, <laughs> and their tuba was Sometimes a little off key. Come in the form of fireworks. Uh, <laughs> Put in yeah. like a keyword they want. And just let it <laughs> link uh, to their album. But yeah, it was insane, and that's when I decided I, I wanted nothing to do that with that world. But um, hugging back to um, the main story here, we uh, discussed this a little before the show. Uh, you said like there was probably a pretty obvious uh, bias covering DSA endorsed candidates. I imagine there was no like explicit statements about that, right? Yeah, there was nobody said we don't want to cover her cuz she's a socialist or we hate the DSA. Yes. Um but I've noticed uh, my experience pitching not specifically Bustle but some of the other websites when it's it, it feels too left and I mean you were you were mentioning a PR person with explosions in the sky. Yeah. You know, a lot of more center politics you can link it to a brand you can link it to a brand campaign um there's pr people pushing candidates um there's pr people pushing products that link to a campaign for birth control um and i mean i'm like hey get birth control there any way we need but yeah. uh with with grassroots there's no corporate incentive and so i've noticed that um I, those pitches get rejected and do, especially do with uh, alexandria yeah she do you think that's what was really going on there? Is a little bit of like, oh, we we have no like We're profit to be like made off of this. Yeah. yeah, I think that's definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. that's definitely a lot of it. Um, well, a lot of yeah, a lot of the writing I've done does incorporate requests from PR people and branding, which mm -hmm. is a whole nother bag of hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's pu there's publicists that uh, request you send the interviewer piece to them before you publish. Yeah. Just so they can approve it or whatever. It's insane. Or like yeah. tell you, oh, you can't ask them questions about these certain things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, you did end up interviewing her though? I did. Yeah. I had, um, I got the pitch at first. My editor said, yeah, go ahead, interview her. And then I, I interviewed her and I transcribed it. And that's when it got rejected. Um, wow. Yeah. 
And this yeah. happened like a year ago? This was about a year ago. Wow. Yeah. A little over, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I would suspect um, your editor right now is typing up a, a piece oh, about yeah, how yeah. they knew the all along. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked I, you. I've been standing next to Alexandria for the last three years. Uh, right. She's my best friend. Yeah. That's that's the take that it, all these people are having. Right? All the the media right now is all losing their mind and going like, you know, uh, this was our idea or some version of that or like. Um, she, you know, or she is a centrist is a lot of takes that a lot of them <laughs> are, are putting out, which is just so easy to prove wrong. Like, yeah. you know, uh, trying to disassociate her from Bernie, which fine if you need to do that, but trying to disassociate her from like Bernie's like politics and, uh, yeah. and, and disruption and antagonism of the establishment is like. Just read her camp. Like she's she doing this. For him. She's yeah. a centrist <laughs> if it's between if the the center of Bernie and like Lenin. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, I I do think we should bring back Lenin. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Throw back John. Um, but they well that there's kind of this catch twenty two with like candidates like this where they're like, well, we can't cover them. We just can't like give a story to everybody who wants to run for office. Uh, yeah. You know, they have to have a chance to win. But like, OK, where does the chance to win come from? It exactly. comes from the media, you know, and like she a lot of people have said like her uh, campaign w may not have succeeded or at least wouldn't have been as successful without the intercept giving her coverage. They yeah. didn't like come out and endorse her. But the fact that they're giving uh, a voice to somebody who's running this kind of um, uphill campaign uh, is something like they thought was an important thing that people should know, like you should know that you have options if you're living in the United States, you know, and you're yeah. thinking about voting. And that certainly helped, but it's also that they just organized well and they got on the ground and they spoke yeah. to people and they got people who never voted to vote. Um, you know, like the people in her district, are pro a lot of them are probably not reading The Intercept. Um, maybe some of them are. Right, but uh, the fundraising and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, what she was offering is like the kind of bottom line to look at what's the common factor here and why this why knocking on all these doors worked you know yeah the policies themselves speak to somebody but it's, it's it's all this different stuff at the same time i just think that like if you look at the bad takes surrounding it they tell you a lot about um you know how how disingenuous these people are being uh, i noticed something um right after she won that primary that really bothered me which is that um a lot of people are uh, attributing her success to quote unquote demographics, which is just a coded sort of, you know, way of saying something racist, which is that, um, you know, well, she's in the Bronx. She's a Puerto Rican woman. Um, you they know, voted because they love MS-13. <laughs> they voted because they're the same color as her. Right. And <laughs> yeah. so the, the, the center has been saying four things I think are really funny because they all contradict each other somehow at the same time. First one is she won because of demographics. That's the, you know the only reason she won. The second so thing is coded. that Which is, like yeah. Cory Booker and Kamala Harris are apparently the most electable politicians in yeah. the Democratic Party. Well, if you believe the people of color only vote based on you know the, the same color as you, well then wh what's going on there? Because that sounds like you're saying that white people vote for complex reasons and people of color vote because you're the same color as them, right? It's fucking racist. The other thing is, uh, the other take they have is, you know, this, this per well, socialism may have won in the Bronx, but it'll never win in, the, you know, the Rust Belt. Um, but 
These people also I'm so tired of the Rust Belt. Yeah, my God, <laughs> I know. Like, Can we stop? Yeah. <laughs> well, these these people also say that you know socialism is a white dude's thing. Or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's like, what do you think the Rust Belt's full of? So all these things contradict each other all at the same yeah. time. Right, and yeah. The, yeah, that's what they're saying about Bernie. It's like the, this wouldn't work in the inner city. When he's one like you know West Virginia and shit yeah, like they that. just said it in the other direction. Yeah, and the thing about the Rust, all that Rust Belt shit, all those states is when they quote these, these, they specifically list off the states that Bernie won by leaps and bounds in as being the ones. Oh, they'll never vote for socialism there. So, what I, boggles my mind is on uh, so that there is this guy on who went on MSNBC. He's a pundit. I'm, I'm he, maybe he works there. Jason Johnson, who is black. Uh, has glasses, so they let him on MSNBC, <laughs> and uh, he says, yeah, he says on some show, 2020 is not the year where Democrats can wa- run a woman or a person of color. It's, it's almost like that's they said they that every yeah, year. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why. <Weird. laughs> yeah, it's why they wait another until the earth has, you know, it is all just fire. And then yeah, maybe then maybe yeah. What? Yeah. But the, or until it's, it's the person that they want so, to run. Wait, so yeah. he yeah. wants yeah. to run Bernie Sanders? That's what he no, said. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Kidding, <laughs> kidding. Uh, gotcha. No, he said it's got to be Joe Biden or some other prick. Uh, and hit like and oh, that's how he said it. John, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's got to be an asshole, someone who's had a the affair. vice president is going to be an ice cream cone, like that <laughs> yeah. ice cream cone that he had in the, the viral photo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because right, it's because he's a pickle bought, Rick. Uh, but they bought this like narrative that um trump the, the the debate is now dominated by the trump voter and we and like that's what we have to work with now like they're ignoring the fact and this is the perfect person to say that because it allows msnbc viewers who think this to be like oh a black guy said it uh yeah. i want uncle joe this is the only well, time i believe in crisis honestly, actors just like, oh yeah. i want money you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's but also like, just pay me a lot to say this so whatever right yeah. and yeah. and but the but the like the we don't need you don't need racist to win uh in in the general election hillary she, clinton would have won if she had like gone to minority communities if she had gone anywhere she's like spent so much time fundraising yeah. and well, like but i just she, say uh hillary would have won I, I don't think she had enough hot sauce in her purse yeah um, <laughs> but also the it's not that they're buying into that idea it's that they fear the uprising of actual legitimate leftist candidates taking these positions of power and this is uh what i wanted to speak about this broader issue within the media so like mainstream journalists are married to this idea of objectivity i've been having this argument with journalist friends of mine who've like gone on to like write for the fucking hill and whatever bullshit paper you guys are great uh but uh (laughs) uh, and they're married to this them a lot yeah 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 yeah. this idea of like objectivity and what they don't realize the way um uh, a lot of institutional media big media corporate media treats Leftist candidates and the criteria they apply for leftist candidates are inherently biased. Uh, How much money did this person raise? What are their policies? Are their policies too radical according to, you know, compared to Kamala Harris? Uh, The questions you got, for example, is I don't know this person. That's an inherently biased position to take when covering politics. It's like because they're personalizing it. It's like, well, I'm someone who is embedded in this uh you know ecosystem if i don't know who this fucking person is why do i fucking care um and like what is more like uh corrupt than that and like more of antithetical to actual journalism and i mean even from just like a humanist perspective of oh we want to tell stories and show um 
like like the New York Times did ten profiles of Nazis in the last year and a half. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> yeah. But they don't. But nobody wants a profile of uh, a socialist. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, like that's even if way we're not going to go. Apparently. Yeah, we're not going to endorse, or we're we're not going to even do it from a uh, political perspective, which I don't agree that that's even possible. Um, mm. it, it's like a lot. A lot of uh, mainstream media. I sound like Donald Trump saying that. Um, a lot of mainstream media Pickness. won't even treat if you're left. Yeah, you don't even get an article about how you're a person with a grandma. You know, because that's right. too scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, and they but, you know, we're going to interview these Nazis because we need to figure out how they think. But we don't want to hear someone on the left. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, they, they talk about, you know, the left as being, like, too uh, purist and uncompromising. And it's like, well, this, these people would much rather compromise with Nazis, you know, <laughs> yeah, than yeah. adopting any it's of this like, left hey, genocide stuff. genocide is kind of like a U.S. thing that's patriotic. So uh, How is that not purity politics? Yeah. And it's racial purity. Yeah, yeah. yeah and... Yeah. And it's it's very simple if you just like, and we talk about this all the time, if you follow the money, all of this starts making more sense. Like if you look at um, giant uh, journalistic conglomerate, Condé Nast publisher, uh, they publish Glamour, GQ, Pitchfork, The New Yorker, Van- Teen Vogue, Vogue, Vanity Fair, uh, owned by a company called Advanced Publications, uh, which is run by these like old New York money billionaires. Bob Vance, Vance. Yeah, yeah Bob, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Uh, it's like it's SI, Newhouse Senior, <laughs> some shit. But uh, and, th- and these companies are known for you know common labor abuses. They don't pay writers on time. They don't pay their interns. They had to end their internship program in 2013 after four interns sued them. Uh, for working for the New Yorker and W Magazine, and they were getting paid less than minimum wage. And then they had to just end their whole fucking program. And then, extension of that, uh, Paper Magazine, which is another huge digital media They They rejected the uh, interview. Yeah, they also (laughs) rejected her interview. (laughs) It's owned by Entech Media Group, which is headed by Tom Floreal, who is the former CEO of Condé Nast. Like, so all of this is like... Yeah. It's not like, oh, why are they doing this? No, it makes complete sense. Totally, there's right. a very yeah. obvious, you know, foundation for this right. perspective. Exactly. You know? And when you, yeah, and when you point this stuff out, it's like people want you to like point to some room where people are sitting around smoking cigars and mm-hmm. saying like, this is the agenda we're like going to push. The Bilderberg Group. Or yeah, some it's shit. Yeah. yeah, it's like it, they just have a bias. They have a preference, and you don't need to find that room. You can just look at the shit they put out and judge it based on the output. Like, yeah. you don't need to unravel some secret conspiracy. You can just objectively look at what they're publishing and what they're not. Yeah, look at how the New York Times uh, treated the Occupy movement compared yeah. to the Tea Party movement. Yeah. Uh, I just oh, Googled. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, um, I got Paper I, Magazine right here. Five women to root for in uh, this year's midterms. Big picture of Ocasio. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I yeah. pulled I pulled up three <laughs> yep. three headlines from Paper Mag today. Uh, th- one, this shirt that benefits out. families separated at the border is selling out. Uh, four moments, black women women took up space and changed the world. And the third one, Elon Musk is helping rescue soccer team trapped in Thailand. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, yeah. They got the holy trinity of wokeness. Dude, Corporate wokeness. He is like he. Okay, so he proposed a way to to rescue these kids with um, these like tiny child sized submarines, <laughs> which is like that's my favorite I, set, child sized submarine. Finally, I, I saw 
a mock-up of it. Of if, if you want to really run away. <laughs> I saw, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got to just no, put this in. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I, I saw him to, uh, respond to a mock-up of it and say it was real. A mock-up uh, was basically like it's a tube with like no windows that you put the kid in, and then you could see th- in the mock-up the kid laying down like the beds that the Venture Brothers sleep in that uh, teaches them math and shit, and then like two <laughs> scuba divers holding onto other ends of this like this fucking weird underwater coffin thing that they're gonna use to take the children, you know, through the whatever cenote thing out back up to the the you know the surface. It is demented and weird that was his second idea after um inflatable bouncy castle tube yeah he one, rules one day we will all live in an elon submarine yeah. <laughs> 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 you know to you know use this to speak about the broader uh, you know political leftist climate right now like what what originally attracted you to ocasio cortez uh, in the first place i mean i think i think her story um I mean, obviously, like, she doesn't come from money, you know, and, and mm-hmm. as, I mean, like, she was a bartender a year ago, but she she's always, wh- when I talked to her in the interview, like, she, she didn't grow up wanting to be a politician. She's always been really involved in her community. She was a Girl Scout. Um, uh, Did she, you ask her she, favorite cookie? She got, like, A's <laughs> and went to the science fair. I didn't ask her favorite cookie, which, honestly, I think if I had asked yeah, that and that I put it in the headline. Yep. That would have been the like, scathing this, takedown <laughs> they wanted. <laughs> this <laughs> former Girl Scout hates <laughs> Thin Mints. Oh, and then, no. oh, and no, then I had to shoehorn in the whole uh, uh, campaign. Um, I think, you know, 2020 hindsight. Yeah. Um, this, camp- uh, this candidate didn't like Nanette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think as it's corny a new girl as it sounds, uh, uh, her motivations epitomize the ideal for uh, democracy. Um, like sh- she, she didn't come from money. She didn't come from uh, a family where this was on the table. It was actually her looking at the problems around her and saying, "Okay, I'm gonna fucking do something." Mm. And I feel like that's a message that's peddled a lot, especially by corporations. People it's who like, don't mean you it. Can all, yeah. We can all change it. It's a meritocracy. Just go be the change you want to be. And she's actually trying to do that, and people are like, fuck her. Well, I think <laughs> Except now, now, they're, now everyone's trying to put everything on her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's going to save the left, and I'm like, no, <laughs> we have to support other candidates. Yeah. She's, she's I, a, a first You can't put all your eggs in any of these baskets. It's also yeah, not it, about these people. So it's a couple no. things that the Pod Save America boys... I'm sorry, I'm just obsessed with this, and uh, this is the premise of the podcast was to shit on them so i gotta get a little bit of in there um (laughs) but there's two things they said about her that really bothered me and one was um you know they said uh um like hard work is uh, greater than uh you know money or whatever and it's like no she she didn't accept large donations what the fuck does that even mean which is why people liked her yeah because people don't like corrupt politicians so most people are over this shit no matter who you are the fact that she accepted nothing but small donations is a statement in itself which is tells you the person isn't corrupt so she didn't overcome a large amount of money necessarily like it's it's a twisting of the the logic there um that was the campaign strategy and so it's you know it's uh it's kind of foolish to look at it as like oh this means you don't need money to win no you need the money but it needs to be honest money yeah the other thing that i think relates to to what you just said about her is that um they you know they said she's in a you know a uh 
an ex- extraordinary candidate, exceptional candidate or whatever. This happened because she is exceptional. And the fact of the matter is, you know, she's like obviously great and right. uh, whatever. We're all Casio bros now. And yeah, uh, yeah. She, I, she's hot and like she rules and yeah. Yeah. Favorite yeah, person in the world right now. Already, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she, she can't disappoint you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, the point of, you know, this populist socialist way of thinking is not about the person's identity you know it's about what like you know they run as a conduit for you to have access to power through them it's not this weird great leader stuff but these people are so mired in identity like no matter you know which way they're talking about it they just can't they can't get their heads around that and you know and you're right this this she shouldn't have all this put on her as you know yes the the new leader personality which i mean we don't even need to get in. We don't even need to talk about Trump because he's just he's he's like the he's eye so of, cool. of Soramon. <laughs> he's like always there. Yeah, he, um, you just see him through the window like watching us. Uh, but I mean, that's that's a huge problem in politics in America, especially is the cult of personality. And I'm afraid I'm afraid I'm not afraid for her. That might not be the right way to put it. But I, I am already annoyed at the way she went from oh, she'll never win, to now she has to save all of us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and not, like you said, another person who has these policies that other candidates have. Like uh, yeah. Julia Salazar. Who, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Julia Salazar okay. running for state senate. Um, and also, like, it is very, uh, the way the mainstream Dems treat it is, like, very similar to, like, the magical Negro archetype shit, yeah. where they're just like, oh, these POC women will save us. It's like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, they're like also elect- just fucking human beings with yeah. ideas who want to help and stuff, too. Like, just reducing them to this, like, sort of, like... There's, like, a fetish. I think there's definitely a fetishy thing. Oh, there. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's a like- lot of these people's, like, true colors will fucking show once... You know, uh, people like Barbara Lee, uh, Ocasio start having more of a national uh, platform uh, and start speaking out. And then they're like, well, isn't Hillary Clinton your hero? And then they <laughs> it's going to get into that shit. A lot of people uh, yeah, said, why uh, don't you support every other woman, even yeah, exactly. though white women have fucked you over forever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gloria yeah. Steinem, eat your heart right. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, a lot of people said Hillary Clinton paved the way for Jeez. Ocasio. <laughs> it's like, well, she worked uh, for Bernie. What are you God. talking about? But the other thing about that is that... Uh, uh, yeah, you're right about that magical No women Negro, were elected like, before Hillary Clinton's <laughs> presidential. Yeah, that, like, fetishization thing, I think is really I, a byproduct of the fact that those these people do not think that we are smart. They don't think people of color are smart. They think everyone's too dumb to vote in their own interests. So yeah. you have to, like, uh, market them like, uh, oh, you know, look, this is like a person who f- checks all these boxes and that's what you like, right? That's the only thing you'll vote on right. because they're that corrupt or they think people are dumb enough to vote, you know. They yeah. do think you're voting with your vagina or you're voting for black <laughs> yeah. guy because you're black or whatever and that's fucking insulting to everyone. Yeah, right. it's absolutely it's, it's uh, yeah, and, and like you said it shows their own bias. Yeah. Because it's like oh, well, you're too poor to read, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're too much of a woman or you're, you're not white, you're, you know, you're gay like and it's like okay i'm mad so i'm probably reading more than you <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. that's why so that's many people are just nihilistic because they're like smart enough to realize how you know you gotta throw your hands up in the air at some point and go well these people fucking hate me you know yeah word and that's the people i believe that someone like Acasio's winning over because 
again, just to go through another bullet point of what Pod Save America said about her, yeah. is that they like you could watch them like coming to this point and somehow working through it, it and still not learn it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, they uh, <laughs> Anders would have won. So they. <laughs> They said, like, well, you know, what's amazing about what she did was instead of going to the voters that previously voted for someone else, she went to people that haven't voted before. Like, it's like a novel idea. I didn't know that that was possible. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Talk to I mean, it's kind of yeah. what they did with Obama, except they didn't say anything to them. They're just like, uh, black guy, hope, change, cool. Oh. They had a once-in-a-generation candidate. Yeah. Like, a guy yeah. who is, like, very inspiring. And who I think we all, like, on some, to some extent, were, like, compelled by. Um, yeah. And they attribute their fucking, you know, vacuous ideas uh, to his, his victory. But it's like, no, you had Barack Obama. You had the best quarterback in the country. That doesn't mean you were a good team or anything. Right. Yeah. Or if the best quarterback if if the game of football was like you know going on cable news interviews and like answering questions and shit and and dancing on ellen really yeah. good photos with children right yeah yeah definitely uh, had to make a slideshow of that once <laughs> if you like the ball it's you like can keep 50 it photos of barack. <laughs> <laughs> you're Don't giving pass. away the game barack <laughs> 50 photos of barack that'll make your iud fall out you know <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, I think hopefully she's not going to have to be the only one to carry the mantle of this sort of new wave of uh, progressivism and or democratic socialism going forward, which brings me to a candidate for state Senate Raghav mentioned in this district we are in right now, District 18 in New York, um, Julia Salazar, who's a DSA member, union members running for state Senate. She's buds with... Uh, AOC, and I'm hoping that I think I'm predicting they're going to come up with some new term uh, similar to bromance for their friendship, their uh, relationship, because like they are going to have to. They're sisterhood. Yes. Uh, Also recently endorsed by Cynthia Nixon. That's right. Socializer sisters. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. I want the three of them to go on tour and like make a band. They're gonna crash <laughs> OC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They do want to cross the street, um, but they. I mean, it isn't gonna be interesting to see how they and other DSA elected officials. The few that there are now. I mean, there's a lot for like a socialist organization, but um, it's gonna be interesting to see how they talk to each other, how they communicate and formulate strategy, and what capacities they do that on a national level for like. Uh, offices that are some state, city, national level. Um, But uh, there's an interview in Jacobin that Julia Salazar did. And if you thought um, AOC was to the left of Bernie, I have it right here too, uh, this is pretty rock and roll to hear for somebody who's like actually running for office who has a chance of winning, knock on wood. Um, They ask her what distinguishes a democratic socialist from a progressive, uh, which I think... In the kind of the popular consciousness, both of those things are still kind of new, but I think to most people who follow the news, it's kind of the same thing. Um, but she gives a very good response and kind of a surprising one about how um, frank she is. And she says, a democratic socialist recognizes the capitalist system as in being inherently oppressive and is actively working to dismantle it and to empower the working class and the marginalized in our society. Woo! 
socialists recognize that under capitalism, rich people are able through private control of industry and of what should be public goods to accumulate wealth by exploiting the working class and the underclass. Uh, a progressive will stop short at proposing reforms that help people but don't necessarily transform the system. For example, progressive might advocate for forcing landlords to do necessary repairs on buildings, but unless you advocate for universal rent control and, frankly, eventually, the abolition of private property, which he adds the caveat, though that's not what my campaign platform is about because that's not very realistic, what you're actually doing is just kicking the can down the road. And she uh, says that to be a democratic socialist legislator to her is about pushing changes that have a positive material effect in people's lives, but also bring us closer to a truly socialist economic system. Wow. Hot fire. Yeah. 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 That's fucking crazy for a soon-to-be, I hope, elected official to actually be talking about dismantling. Just actually saying it. Yeah. 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 You know, because Bernie was like trying to redefine it. And, that, and this is where it's going to get tricky because I don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot and like have, you know, someone running for the like U.S. Senate. I, they, I might not necessarily want them saying that stuff because that gets a whole can of worms. Right. Uh, but she, you know, uh, can can walk and chew gum at the same time in this instance. Um, but that's going to be an interesting thing to see going forward is how explicit do we want our our candidates to be who we're supporting because we are going to need to form coalitions as we already have to get uh ocasio-cortez elected with um progressives with social democrats with people who are not you know full-on marxists um yeah no that's a good point i think we'll what'll be interesting there is a testing of the waters yeah you know we'll see right yeah it's just funny because i feel like uh anti-capitalist sentiments are pretty mainstream and everyone's like like, fucking look at Office Space. Like, one of the most popular comedies of, like, the late 90s, which is just about, like, the dreary, like, the drudgeries of, like, uh, nine to fives and shit like that. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. But at the end of Office Space, he works construction, you know, which is, like, freer, it feels, but that's still, you know. Well, it's not a movie about yeah, Marxism. Sure. Yeah, no, no, your, point like is, your point is well taken, yeah. The, the the sentiment is just there, yeah. you know, the emotional. Yeah, like, yeah. Resonance. That all of this sucks. Yeah, right. and there's got to be something better. It's yeah. bullshit. And also, yeah. I post fucking Fight Club came out the same year. Yeah, mm -hmm. American Beauty. A lot of these movies like yeah, dissatisfaction yeah. with Finding Nemo, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shrek Two. He's yeah. a radical. Shrek One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am not an anarcho syndicalist. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts or anything before we wrap up? New plugs. Um, yeah, Brian, where can we find your writing and your comedy? Um, just just follow me on Twitter, uh, Brian when Isaac. I'm trying to be into Twitter because I guess that's the thing, right? That's how we do Tweet. it. It's so where the discourse happens. Yeah, exactly. I post I post articles. You can on talk there. to Elon um, and Brian on there. I post jokes <laughs> on there. Yeah, I'll I might try to hit up Elon this week. See What's if your I can handle? get a maybe if he has like a woman sized submarine um, <laughs> I could just die inside of uh, but yeah just follow me on Twitter Bronwyn Isaac uh, my name has a W and a Y don't get freaked out it'll all be <laughs> in the uh, description of the you show you can yell yeah. at Jake on Twitter also get mad yeah. at Jake on Twitter yeah, yeah. just get mad at me I, I'm like a mad. find a way to make what he said insulting <laughs> <Just> to <laughs> whatever it. group you identify with yeah. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you feel like lightning I'm a rod baby just hate me I'll consume it all I'll put it in a big 
sack and send it away <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I'm trying to that figure out good, emotionally yeah. what I'm doing on Twitter. And I think it's just like getting all this hate out of other hatred. people's minds and then just like consuming it. Fair. Um, uh, I, again, Rog and Meta, follow me, Twitter, ACLU official. I got, I'm doing some shows, but more importantly, come to uh, my weekly show, Cherokee Bar on Thursdays, Park Slope, Airplane Mode, 8 p.m. It's good. Uh, and then we have uh, another paid protest coming up on the 20th. More on that later. Cool. Yeah, check out that at paid protest. Uh, I am at Anders Lee here on Twitter.com. I am going to be for the U.K. fans again. Uh, the 13th coming up, I'm going to be at Draper Hall in London and then Edinburgh, uh, August. All of uh, come to see my show in Edinburgh. If you're in Scotland, it's going to be at Bourbon Bar at 1300, part of the PBH Free Fringe. You can uh, find more details online. Cool. Uh, once again, thank you, Bron, for joining oh, yeah, us. Thanks for having me. Um, thanks to everyone. Um, you know, I'm at Feral Jokes and everything. Um, no need to plug all my shit. I'm coming to LA. Uh, this Monday, uh, the 9th of July, I'll be there through the 16th. Um, on the 11th, I'm doing, um, I'm judging Roast Battle at the Comedy Store. That should be oh, pretty sick. fun. Uh, nice. Come out and watch, and uh, I'll post my other shows on my pinned tweet. Um, so I'll be doing some other stuff around town. All right. Brah.